0: We have a dramatized Bible story coming up. So let's get today's program started by singing praises to our awesome God. Our God Promises to Remember Me. to praise the Lord. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible in living sound.
1: Ah, this is beautiful country, Joy.
2: Yes, if you like rugged mountainous country. <laughs> you don't? With King Saul and his men after us, I guess I like hilly, rugged, rocky country.
1: I love the hills, I love the mountains, I love rugged country, so from King Saul, I might hide. (laughs) Has the king actually left the royal palace and come after us? Our spies report so, sir. King Saul himself or his general? The king himself, sir. Well, then we'd better keep on the move, lest he actually catch up with us.
2: David, come quickly. One of
1: our outpost guards approaches with a prisoner. You no, know, those colors of his uniform. He must be a... what? Why, that's Jonathan! Jonathan! David! Oh, I have had a terrible time getting here, but now that I'm here, it was worth it. Oh, it's good to see you again, my friend. I'm so happy to see you, Jonathan, and surprised. (laughs) Is our place of refuge here so well known that it's possible just to walk in? Oh, no, David, it is not. Believe me, it is not. I had a hard time locating your camp. But if you can find it, so can your father, the king. Oh, he won't, David. Have no fear of that. The hand of my father Saul will not harm you. What? You will be the next king over Israel. My father knows these things, and that's why he's insane with anger and ceases not to attempt to put an end to your life. But what do the people think about it? Do they complain that the king spends more time and energy hunting me than he does fighting the enemies of Israel? Yes, but what good does it do? In his younger days, he was a good man, a good king. Power and greed and pride have made many good men travel the path of evil. But then I fear for myself that when I become king, I too will forget God and seek only power and influence. There's only one way to ensure against going on that downhill path to oblivion, prayer Daily devotion, obedience to the will of God, and dependence upon the power of God. Jonathan, my friend, I love you. I respect you. You're my best friend. But never before have I realized that you were such a deep thinker. Oh, am I? (laughs) You are. (laughs) Ah, oh, are you hungry, perchance? I am, but not perchance. It was destined that way. <laughs> about <laughs> this time, every day, <laughs> I get hungry. Well, I think they have dinner about ready, so come and join us. Your Highness, dinner is served. Oh, gladly. They... Meanwhile, King
2: Saul, at his royal palace at Gibeah, has just accorded audience to a group from Ziff.
3: You may rise and state your mission. <laughs> Your Majesty, great and mighty King of Israel, we are come to reveal unto the King a secret. A secret? Reveal it to me? What sort of secret? The hiding place of David and his men, Your Majesty. You know where he is? We do, Your uh, Majesty. Well, well, where? Where is he? Tell me quickly. He is hiding in strongholds in the woods and hills of Hekielah. <laughs> now, therefore, <laughs> O King, <laughs> come you and your <laughs> men of valor and fulfill the
0: desire of your heart.
3: <laughs> Take David and Do unto him as seemeth good to thy soul. At last, at last, I'll have him in my hands. All part, (laughs) O king, shall be to deliver David. Into thy hand. Blessed be ye of the Lord, for ye have compassion on me. Thank you, Your Majesty. Now, now, do you know exactly where he is? As we told you, Your Majesty, David... is. I want to know exactly where David is. He lurks in
0: the woods and hears... Yes, 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 I know
3: all that. I also know that David is a wise man. He deals subtly. He is here today, gone tomorrow. Now, do you want to be of real service to your king and country? We do, your majesty. Well, go back then to your homes and send out spies. Discover David's haunts. Find out the names of those who see him and how often they see him. Take down accounts of all his hiding places. Come back and give me all these facts. Then shall I go with you and search for David throughout his thousand hiding places in Judah until I find him and kill him <laughs> the king. Ah, you're back, eh? Well, did you find out all the things that I told you to find out? Yes, Your Majesty. Ah. We know where David is to be found at almost any <laughs> given moment. Scribes, scribe, take down all the information these men have. Names, places, dates, all of it. And uh, Abner. Yes,
1: Your Majesty. Prepare
3: immediately to go to Ziph.
1: Yes, sir. Along live the king. <laughs>
2: David, sir? Yes, Joab? King Saul is on his way here to capture you. Someone must have betrayed our position. Mm, How close is King Saul? Very close, sir. He travels with a small company and swiftly. We'll move on immediately then. The king keeps after us, sir. He just won't give up. Then we'd better be on the move again. Yes, sir. Can we camp here for the night, General Joab? It's on the side of a mountain, sir. Rather steep incline and rough and rocky for a campsite, which makes it that much more safe, doesn't it? Yes, sir. All right, men. This is where we'll stay for tonight. Get the usual guards out. David, sir. David? (sighs) David, sir. Uh, uh. Oh, what is it, Joab? We've just learned that King Saul and his men are camped on the other side of this very
1: mountain. Hmm. <laughs> what are we to do, sir? Uh, go back to sleep until morning. <sighs> yes, sir. Good morning, David. Good morning, Joab. But why all the cheer and smiles this morning? Don't you remember that on the other side of this very mountain lies our enemy? They were there. They've gone back to Gibeah. Why the sudden disappearance? (laughs) Has the king lost heart? Does he give up pursuing us? None of those things, sir. Well, what then? Early this morning, a
2: runner from the royal palace at Gibeah came into King Saul's camp and reported that the Philistines are taking advantage of his absence to invade the land. Therefore, King Saul hastily broke camp and disappeared in the direction of Gibeah.
1: (laughs) Saved by the Philistines.
3: Keep after them, General. Give them not a moment's rest, not peace until they have them completely out of our land yes your majesty men the vile philistines must be driven back all the way to their own land be loyal brave and valiant forward to the fray with renewed
1: vigor. greetings dear Do you return from the battle in victory or defeat?
3: I've never lost a battle.
1: My husband, the king, is a wise and efficient soldier, a just and powerful king, and even more, a charming husband.
3: Meaning that there's something you want to be so eloquent and complimentary. Mm
1: -hmm. I love my husband. Love brings eloquence of thought and speech. Uh,
3: Your your, your Majesty. Why do you stare so scribe? Have you never before heard a wife greeting her handsome and successful husband?
2: Uh, There uh, awaiteth the delegation from Engidai for an audience with his majesty. Uh, Let them wait. Uh, Yes, sir.
3: Long live the king. Now, where were we? Oh, yes, you were just saying how handsome and gifted and generous I am. So, you're from Engidai, huh? Fine, now just state your mission briefly and be done.
1: We thought it likely, your majesty, that you would care to know the present whereabouts of David and his
3: renegades. Ah, well, it is quite likely that I would. Do you know?
1: Yes, Your Majesty. Where? In the wilderness of Engedi, Sire.
3: Ah, General Abner, choose you three thousand of the best men in all Israel. We will seek David among the rocks and crevices. We will find and kill David. <laughs>
1: I thought you said that King Saul had the best soldiers of all Israel. <laughs> you can hear them coming for miles. They're not used to this rough country, sir. They know not how to fight in this sort of terrain. Listen to them, will you? They try to march as they do in open country. <laughs> Come, we better get back into the cave quickly, quietly.
3: General, we'll stop here. This sort of terrain wears me out. I need rest. Yes, your majesty. Men hold! Hello. Yes, Your Majesty. I see a cave over there. I'm going inside where it is cool and rest.
2: David, sir, this is the very opportunity we've been waiting for. Opportunity we've been waiting for? Remember what the Lord said unto you? Mm-hmm. Behold, I will deliver thine enemy Saul into thine hand, that thou mayest do to him as seemeth good unto thee. Well, he is delivered into your hands. Here, now. It would end our troubles, wouldn't it? And the troubles of all Israel, for that matter. Let me do it, sir. I want to personally end his miserable life. No, Joab, no. You want to do it? Well, I don't blame you. Joab, no one is going to harm the king. Why not? Didn't the Lord say that you could do what seemeth good to... Saul is the Lord's anointed, Joab. But, Uncle David, King Saul is the very essence of evil and wickedness. He is leading the people of Israel into paths of sin. No, Joab, no. I don't understand you. Just hand me your sword. Here. And it's sharp, too. (laughs) What did you do? Just cut off the skirt of his robe? What are you going to do with that? It doesn't fit you. (laughs) You'll see. I'd like to see the end of this mad, evil rain. Now, let's get back to our hiding place.
3: Ah. Oh, well, that was a good rest. Oh, no. Now, to continue the search for David. Abner! Abner! He's probably out hunting for signs of David. Now I'll have to find him. But he surely left guards at the entrance of the cave. They'll know where he is. There you are. Find any signs of David and his men? Begging your pardon, Your Majesty, but what happened to the skirt of your robe? The skirt of my... Why... Why, that's strange. What has happened to it? You left it in the cave, probably. But I didn't tear it off when I lay down. I didn't even remove the sword from my side. You probably caught it on a sharp rock and tore it off without even realizing it. Ah, well, yes, that could be what happened. It's very rough and rugged terrain out there. I had all sorts of trouble crossing that ravine and getting up here. But, but have you yet discovered any signs of David having been here? No, none at all, Your Majesty. Our
1: information must have been false. I don't think David is anywhere near. Never has been. He must have gone My to the Lord other. the king! Huh? Who is that? Why do you listen to the words of men who say, Behold, David seeks your hurt. I was in the cave, and I did thee no harm. Behold then, O king, and know that I could have killed thee, but I did not. Some of my men bade me take thy life, but I could not because you are God's anointed. Moreover, O king, in my hand I hold the skirt from your robe, which I cut off. O king, you must know and understand that I have neither evil in my heart against you nor have I sinned against you. Yet, O king, you hunt me constantly to take my life. May the Lord therefore be judge and give sentence between me and you and see to it and plead my cause and deliver me from your hand. Is that your voice, my son David? It is, O King.
3: Ah, you are more righteous than I, for you have repaid me good, whereas I have repaid you evil. And now, behold i know that you shall surely be king and that the kingdom of israel shall be established in your hand swear unto me david my son that you will not cut off my descendants after me and that you will not destroy my name out of my father's house so shall it be O king I swear it. Ah, now come, David, and return to the palace with me, and
1: play on the harp that my soul may be cheered. Thank you, your majesty, but I and my men shall remain here in the wilderness. Farewell, your majesty.
0: We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow, and if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye.
4: girls this is ms kathy i'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you today's story is the easy way harold wriggled about in his seat uncomfortably he hated to admit it even to himself but he would have given almost anything to be up on that stage playing his baritone horn He looked down at his fisted hands, trying to avoid the pitying looks of his schoolmates. It was the night of the annual school concert, and he wasn't in it. His mother leaned over and patted him on the shoulder, murmuring soothing words, but they didn't soothe Harold this time as they usually did. As Harold stared at Roy, his best friend, confidently playing his clarinet there on the stage, he began to wonder whether his parents' decision had been really wise he remembered a day several months ago soon after school began Mr. Bostwick the bandmaster must have been feeling really rough that day Mr. Bostwick was always strict but that day he was unusually so even for him he scolded both Harold and Roy so severely at band rehearsal that both boys had left the school angry as hornets and vowing they would never go to band practice again Harold remembered that he had kept his hasty promise he never did go back to rehearsal he put his horn in its case and there it stayed but Roy had done differently he was back to rehearsal the very next day Harold asked him why and Roy explained quietly well I was pretty mad at Mr. Bostwick and I told my folks all about it they sat down with me and talked the whole thing through. After a while, I could think a little clearer. They explained that there were two courses open to me. I could work off my anger by having nothing more to do with Mr. Bostwick or the band. That was the easiest course of action I could take, they said. Harold remembered interrupting Roy at this point. That's the only thing to do, he said. Show old Bostwick. We'll never go back to band practice again and never have to take any more of his insults or scoldings. That'll show him. But will it show him? Roy had answered calmly. My dad said I could grit my teeth and make up my mind I was going to learn to play my clarinet well in spite of everything and everybody and keep on going to rehearsals. That was the other possible course. Harold remembered shrugging his shoulders. It sounds to me like you're chicken, just lying down and letting Mr. Bostwick walk all over you. Now me, I won't stand for that sort of stuff. He can't shove me around. Harold's parents had reacted differently than Roy's. They had been indignant at the bandmaster. They had told Harold he didn't have to take such insults. So Harold hadn't gone to rehearsals anymore now as harold watched roy play he wondered who had been right suddenly it seemed to him that roy had gained so much and he had lost so much his horn lay idle in a dusty case at home while roy shone in his hands bringing forth beautiful music even though he had learned under a harsh taskmaster. but maybe that is one way to learn things harold thought by strict discipline and constant application to duty the band concert was over But while Harold was applauding heartily, he was making up his mind that if he ever had another chance, he wouldn't take the easy way out.